This is the word of God. This is the word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is my life. Can you grow in grace? Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you really grow in grace? Or is it just a one-time deal? You, you got to grow. It, that's all you get. If you want to grow, you can. Grow. You know, biblically, we're told, open your Bibles this morning to the book of 2 Peter. Hallelujah. Peter. Peter. Good fellowship this morning. Might ease me down a little bit. Why don't I get an echo up here? territory this morning interweaving with some other scriptural references today but uh, in this very first chapter of 2nd Peter it's uh, of course the Apostle Peter that's penning this or reporting it and uh, he's talking to the fellow ministers that are his associates he's also talking to the church, he's also talking to the people of the church, so everybody gets addressed with this. There's some specifics biblically that really speak mainly to ministers. But here, like many others, this is speaking to the Christian. It's speaking to the believer here. As we begin reading here, and he's, he's uh, addressed them, and uh, actually this is something that was ministered on a while back, at least the, uh, the very first couple of verses. That, of course, yes, uh, grace and peace. And Peter says there in verse 2 of chapter 1, be multiplied, which is added or increased. <coughs> so, first of all, let's look what is grace. The favor if grace of God. can be added to, if grace can be multiplied, what is grace? It's the favor, the favor of God. God. Mm -hmm. What's favor? That's loving affection yes. or, or a giving of attention is what favor is. Now you, you think of that, God's given us his attention and God's given us his, his favor. He's, he's lending us his ear. And he's very much personal with us. So Peter here is expressing, he's trying to excite those that is either going to be under the sound of his voice or those that are going to receive this letter. He's trying to usher some excitement in these early day believers. Why is that necessary? Why, why is it necessary to be excited as a Christian? Are you excited about anything else? Amen. Come on, man. We get really excited about some oh, things oh, in this world, don't we? I mean, we will get to going over some things, and I'm talking things out here in the world that, that really turn our emotions on and really gain our interest, and we'll give everything we got, right? Some of us do. I heard one amen to that. Sure we do. We're humans. Peter is trying to encourage these 
Get excited. Yeah. If the Lord said grace and peace be multiplied, and trying to bring them to an understanding, hey, God's got everything you need. He's got plenty of grace. He's got plenty of peace and plenty of a whole lot of other things. And it can be added to you. Multiplied here is exponential, of course. Added, multiplied. The increase that God will bless and provide with is something, again, that's limitless, that really there's no way or, or means to measure it. So that's what Peter's saying here as he opens up in this particular chapter of this letter, this second letter, actually, that he's in, or at least been responsible for the authorship of. So excitement is of order. Amen. Hallelujah. Order. Order. Somebody get a little, little bit excited with that, would you? That sure helps. Oh, God. Come on. Sometimes I've heard you do this, and I know these, these letters were penned thousands of years ago, but we still have them today, and they still have the same emphasis today as they did then. Their purpose, their purpose the emphasis, is the same for today as it was when it was penned. We should be an excited people. People excited and enthused because of what God has done and what God has allowed us and extended to us again all the wonders that He is and His wonderful grace and peace and mercy and all these things that He gives us. And uh, here in the, the following verses, uh, let's look at them, let's read them. Let's just start with verse 3. You're going to remember this. This can be real familiar. <coughs> According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, Look at verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence. Stop. Comma. There's a comma there. Giving all diligence. What in the world is diligence? Attention. What do you think of when you see the word diligence? Diligence. <laughs> Let me tell you. If I can define it biblically, at least for the, the essence that the scripture is written in and what Peter's trying to get across, <coughs> it is a an attitude, actually. Diligence is an attitude. A person with an attitude of diligence goes far. Let me say that. They go far. Compared to someone who has none at all. Without diligence, there's no driving force. Diligence, biblically, is a determined, fervent action that pursues, as an end result, nothing short of absolute success. That's what this means. Giving diligence. How many diligent, how many really, really, really diligent people can you think of this morning? I'll further that. Are you one? Are you diligent in what you do? Is your diligence easily observed? Now, people can get diligent about a whole lot of things that we do in this world, but that's not what Peter's talking about here. What Peter's talking about is diligence in a relationship with the Lord, in serving the Lord, 
and living the kind of life that God intended us to live in the first place, be diligent in that. Put everything we've got into it, pour all of our resources, all of our abilities, all of our energy, all of our sources into it. That's what diligence is. Why is he, why is he writing that? First of all, understand this morning, in case you're here and you don't know, these writers of the Bible are inspired of the Holy Spirit of God. They pen what the voice of God speaks to them. That's what's going on with Peter here. So why is God, why is it necessary and so important that we be so diligent and so driven and so uh, determined in pursuit, if you are diligent this morning, so determined in pursuit that nothing else is going to do you short of absolute success? Is that your attitude? Now let's apply that spiritually as Peter is emphasizing in this morning. Let's apply it personally. There's a lot of words, especially if you read Proverbs, Solomon commented on it extensively. Slothfulness, laziness, little twiddling of the thumbs, little folding of the hands, little doing nothing, little slumber. What's it lead to? Nothing. <coughs> nothing. It leads to empty hands and nothing taking place and nothing being performed in your life at all. There's many people that think when they start this God thing that God does it all, all I got to do is step in and God will just do it all. Did you know that's totally false? God requires diligence. That's why Peter expressed and wrote in this book, in this letter of his writing, he said diligence. Diligence. Let's see what else he says. What's he talking about? Beside this giving, verse 5, beside this giving all diligence, <coughs> add to your faith virtue. Now, all these things that he's going to say here later, he's talking about do it diligently. He's talking about do it energetically. He's talking about do it in a means that you are looking for nothing but absolute success in yourself, that you're going to apply this and you're going to see an end result that's remarkable. Is your life remarkable this morning? I'm just asking you some questions you can answer honestly to yourself. Is your life remarkable? Not remarkable in a sense that you can say, hey, look at me, how remarkable I am. No, I'm talking about the satisfaction that God wants us to have by relationship with Him when we become involved and we become determined. There's a difference in fly by night and determined. There's a difference in hit and miss and determined. There's a difference in once in a while and determined. There's a difference in halfway in and halfway out and determined. Determined, fervent action. Pursuing. Listen. Pursuing. As an end result, nothing short of absolute success. Where are we headed? I've asked you this question before. Where are we headed? Where are you headed this morning? Where do you want to go? It's not a test. This is a church, folks. We're Christians. Where are we headed to? Heaven. Heaven, okay. Is that not our end? That's not our result that we're looking for? But we got a life to live down here before we get there. And Peter, the Holy Spirit through Peter, is calling the Christians of this day, the Bible's still calling Christians of this age, to do that, to live that life diligently. To exercise diligence. To be determined in our actions and our efforts and, and know that our relationship with God is privilege, privilege, privilege. Amen. 
And he has given us excellent opportunity to enjoy everything he is and all that he is. He says add. Notice that, add. Diligently add. He doesn't just stop with one thing either. Notice the first four of these are the major <coughs> virtues, actually. I'm going to read them for you. This was preached on a while back, but I want to get to a point past these particular scriptures I really want to key on this morning. But I've got to read these. See, we got to go across the field. We've got to plow through the field before we get to the end of the road, right? right. Amen. Where's the end of the road? Where are we at right now? We're, we're in the field, right? One time we're on the battlefield, and we better realize it. You hear me say that all the time, and I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep driving. We're on the battlefield. Amen. This enemy is serious, and he is raging. Let me Amen. tell you what. If you cannot observe and identify with what's taking place today, Amen. there is a raging battle going on. Amen. So we're on the field. Peter knows that. Well, Peter was on the field right here when he was writing it. He's on the battlefield. You talk about those whose lives are being chased, not to give them a clap and an offering. They're being chased to kill them. So persecution is in full order here. But you see, these virtues that we're getting ready to read about, uh, as we go through them, let's look at it. And beside this, giving all diligence, still in verse 5, add to your faith virtue. What's virtue? What is virtue? Anybody ever hear that word? I know you have because Brother Tanner preached on it not too long ago. You know what virtue is? It's moral character. Headed to excellence. That's what it means. Not just moral character, but moral character headed towards excellence. Do you have a desire in your heart, in your life? Just in yourself, do you have a desire to pursue excellence? I think we uh, we can relate to it, and I believe we can agree this morning that if we look in the world spectrum, we see a lot of people trying to achieve some kind of excellence in something. And they'll give everything they've got, they'll spend every dime they've got, all of their energy, all of their resources to try to get to that. And there, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. People need to be determined. People need to be diligent, even in the earthly sense. We need to be diligent in our jobs. If you're employed this morning, you need to be diligent for your employer. You need to be diligent for your in your relationships. Kind of got a <laughs> seriously. If you practice <laughs> diligence and commitment in your relationships, I'm going to tell you what you're going to be. First of all, you're going to be a happier person. If you fully commit yourself to that mate, that spouse, that child, that parent, whoever, if you become diligent in your relationship and your love and your compassion and your concern and everything else associated with that person, you're going to see wonders take place. There's a lot, lot, lot of information right here in these scriptures that we're talking about this morning that's so beneficial in all relationships. But really what Peter's talking about is our relationship with God, being diligent in it, applying ourselves, looking here. He, he remarkably says some awesome things here. He goes on. 
Besides, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Virtue, by the way, also includes justice. Justice. What justice? God justice. It also includes strength. <coughs> Guess what else? Courage. Courage. See, good moral character requires strong courage. You know why? Because somebody's going to test you in it. And you're going to have to have enough courage to stand up and say, No, I live for God. I live by God's word. I do my best to walk in it. I do my best to treat other people with what the word of God. Anybody ever hear the golden rule? Basically treat others as you yourself would like to be treated. That's just short and sweet. But you have to have courage, moral courage to stand up in the face of adversity. You have to have courage to go in a restaurant full of people and sit down at your meal and say a prayer. Because I'm going to tell you, it offends a lot of folks the damn time we're living in. Any kind of activity that's religious is offending more and more. <coughs> But you see, virtue contains a lot more than just a nice little word of sweetness. Strength and courage. Justice. We of all people on planet Earth should know what justice is. And I'm not talking about uh, punishment justice. I'm talking about, really, that's related to equality. I'm on equal ranks with everybody else, huh? What do you see today? Everybody trying to climb that ladder and get above everybody else, right? Amen. Justice, you're on equal ranks. You're on the same playing field. And it's wonderful. When you can come to a resolve, hey, we're all in this together. I love everybody. They love me. We're treating each other good. We're doing what we're supposed to do. I don't think there's any greater peace to be had. But this race towards the top that so many seem to be involved in is doing nothing but, first of all, crushing a whole lot of other people's fingers spirits and lives so there's a lot involved in virtue but he said add to that he said add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge of course faith is where it starts we've got to have that listen to what else he says and to knowledge temperance pure self control you notice add 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 what's he doing he's still saying do all of this with diligence Work on this thing right here before you try to work on somebody else. 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, Examine yourselves and see if you're in the faith. Prove yourselves. That's what it says. Amen. So if we're going to be diligent and we're going to, first of all, have the faith and then add to that faith virtue and then we add to that, that virtue knowledge. Knowledge of what? You're holding the greatest book of knowledge you'll ever hold. Yeah. If you've got one this morning. Surely somebody on your pew does. There's greater depths of knowledge in God's holy word than all the books in the world. But you've got to tap into it. See, there's the problem. Diligence. You cannot have knowledge unless you're diligent. Diligent to open the pages, first of all. Wipe the dust off of it, blow it off, and Hey, let's see what's in this thing. When I started, 
it kind of looked like a honestly kind of a lot of oh mumbo jumbo but you know what the more I got involved and I put my nose in it started plowing it deep I began to realize <coughs> what they're saying and I've gained a lot more through many years after that and I am preaching experientially this morning because I have applied what I've read because what I read I took in and I'm not lifting myself above any of you at all. This is encouragement. I'm doing the same thing Peter was is doing right here. Encouraging and trying to excite. That there's a wonderful life to be had. There's a wonderful life to be lived. But if you're going to get with God what you want, and if you're going to have the relationship with God that He wants you to have, you're going to have to be diligent. In all these things. Every one of them. You keep saying, add, add, add. Add this to this one. Add that to these two. Add that to these three. It's remarkable what, what the results are. And again, devotion and commitment, pure diligence, bring <coughs> one that they can arrive at the place in them. We're going to see here in the scripture. I'm going to show you here in just a little bit exactly what I'm talking about. To knowledge, temperance, I've said that, self-control, and to temperance, patience, that's a big one. patience, godliness, and godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. You do the first four, the others is going to follow. Because your heart's going to be right when you get them first four in order. Then you're going to have brotherly kindness, and you're going to treat people, and you're going to do things, and you're going to bless people, and you're going to help people, and you're going to realize, hey, there's more people in this world other than just me. Now, we're going to go to a scripture that kind of wraps this up. Verse 8 says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither, neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, right here, look at verse 9. Here we go. <coughs> but he that lacketh these things is blind. <coughs> What's blind? Can't see nothing. You're not seeing. What are you not seeing? You have no spiritual vision. It's not saying that you're blind and you can't see things in front of you. And this is saying you don't have any spiritual vision. Listen to this. This is powerful. If you don't have the preceding things, you're blind. Spiritually. Now, I think I used this before, but you've all played the game close your eyes and try to maneuver and get around. What's the first thing usually you're going to run into something or stumble, right? Yeah. Same thing spiritually. <coughs> now, but look at the requirements that we brought up this morning. The requirements above these things add, add, add. And do it diligently. Do all these things. This isn't just a one-time thing. This is continually. Continually add. Amen. Continually improve. Continually exert diligence and commitment and determination into your journey. And all these things are the things that will carry you forth <coughs> to that final result and that destination that you're looking for. And you should have an attitude that you're not going to accept anything less. Amen. As a Christian. But sadly, if you really want to get truthful and you look around, 
first thing you got to ask, where's people's excitement? Where's the enthusiasm? Where is what Peter's talking about right here? I can almost see him just trying to pump. Just encourage him. <coughs> trying to extend his own excitement into the lives of those that he's presenting this to. Because he himself has done just what he has said previously, so he knows by experience what he's talking about, and it overjoys him, therefore he wants others to have the same thing. But he's laying out a recipe of how you arrive at where he's at. Does that make sense? You have joy this morning? You have real joy? Do you have real peace in your life? Do you have real desire to reach out to other people, to bless them, to love them, to have patience with them? That's a big item, by the way. That seems to be the biggest item this day and time. We've talked about that before, patience. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing what God wants me to do? <coughs> Let me tell you something this morning. Please take this advice. Quit worrying about what other people want you Amen. to do and Come do on. what God wants you to do. Yes. Amen. 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 That's the hang-up. Trying to please everything and everybody and the main one we need to be pleasing is God. Amen. Right here's the course of direction. Amen. And besides, you get your life blessed in the process. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Wow. He says, He that lacks these things is blind, and listen to this, and cannot see afar off. Means short sighted. Can't see very far. I think we could extend that a little bit and say many people can't see past their self. Is that a big one or is that a big one? <coughs> Who's your worst enemy? Besides the devil. Who's next in line, number two? Come on. It's ourself, right? It's ourself. Because if, if, if we can only see ourselves and never pass ourselves, we never got the first part anyway. Because we're all caught up in self. Uh-huh. What's for me? If it ain't good for me, I have no part of it. You know, I'm talking attitudes. I count more than anybody else. Who I ain't found it anywhere in the Bible. Amen. But is that not the mood generally of society today? I'm the most important person on planet Earth. That's not what the Bible says. You know where it says I'm at? I'm talking to me. You know where it says I'm at? Last. Yeah. When we get an attitude that we're last, and, and we really get that, and we put other people first, the Bible says the first to be last and the last to be first. Amen. Amazing. Short-sighted. Can't see far off. And has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Listen to that. Has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Now wait a minute. How did he get purged from his old sins? Who's the only one who can do that? So what's happened here? I'm just talking about somebody that what? Sound like to me they had a forgiveness going on at one time. 
Sound like they've made a decision, right? Did you, you get that out of this? Read it again. Look what it says. Has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. What happened? I can tell you what happened because I've seen it over and over for years. Other things grab people's attention and before you long, long, they're gone. That's what happens. And they forgot. They forgot that wonderful experience. They forgot that their sins were washed away. They went the other direction. And some of those things happened kind of, sort of, instantaneously, but I'm going to tell you how most of them happened. A little bitty bit at a time. A little bit. Other things occupy. No longer as diligent in their relationship with God as they used to be. Folks, I know what I'm talking about. This is the honest, total truth because I've seen it so many times. Drift a little bit, it'll be all right. Drift a little further, and before long, you can't even see them anymore. No longer diligent. No longer have that faith. No longer have that virtue. Their moral character's gone out the window. Now they're doing everything in the world that they probably once said you'd never see them doing. And I'm not talking good things. No longer have knowledge. See, it's forgotten. Did you catch that word? They've forgotten. What's that mean? No longer with them. Now, maybe even to the point of apostasy, meaning total defiance of God. I've seen it happen. What was that Paul said? In, I think it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You know, he kind of laid the order. Peter might have read what Paul said when he was writing this because he said, uh, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Quench not the Spirit. Don't despise prophesying. Let me tell you one of the first things that people that drift, you know what they start doing? They start despising prophesying, despising preaching. You know why? They don't want to hear it. They get down the road so far, it offends them. I don't know if you can relate what I'm talking about. I think some of you probably can. I'm sure you've seen it happen just like I have. The important things, folks, is diligence. Being diligent in our commitment to God. Being diligent in our relationship. Being diligent in knowledge. Again, that book of knowledge that you're either holding or somebody beside you is holding is the greatest book ever written. It contains the advice for life. It contains the gospel of Jesus Christ. It contains the source of your salvation. Very simple. Some make it so complicated that people wonder, what in the world does it take that I can get salvation? Folks, listen, it's simple. You believe in Jesus Christ, that God sent his only son to this earth to walk it for about 33 and a half years and live amongst people. He himself in the form of a man living and walking in flesh even though God sent him from heaven that he could take on the same temptations that we do that he could suffer the same things that we do and he could be victorious and he could go to a wooden cross and be nailed to it and bleed his blood and shed that blood and the blood was shed for the remission of all sins of mankind everybody that would receive Christ their sins will be washed away totally clean. Amen. Amen. Trusting in that is what it takes. 
and then making a decision, I'm going to accept you, Lord. I believe what the Bible says. I'm going to accept you as my Lord and Savior, and I'm going to start a life with you. And furthermore, I'd like to add, and I'm going to be determined in that. I'm going to be determined. I might not know everything right off the start. Matter of fact, I'll probably know very little. I didn't know much. But as time went on and I applied myself, God began to show me things, even began to use me one day. It was wonderful. That was awesome. With diligence, Lord, I'll serve you. Nothing hard, nothing difficult about receiving Jesus Christ as Savior at all. Amen. Verse 10, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence, there it is again, to make your calling and election sure. What is your calling and election? Did you catch that? Diligence again to do what? Let's read it. Let me get over here and read it again. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. How do you do that? I'll tell you when you do it. You do it every day. Come on. <coughs> Every day. This is a calling. Every day. Again, verse I quoted a while ago. Examine yourselves. See if you're in the faith. See if something's happening. See if there's something diminishing. Folks, this is vitally important. I'm going to tell you some of the biggest of the biggest and the bestest of the best and the most spiritual of the spiritual has done just what I said a while ago. Drifted away. Nobody is immune. That's why we're called back to this wonderful anecdote to keep us from straying every day, examine ourselves with diligence. Look at ourselves. I've said many times one of the hardest things to do is look inside self and tell self what self is. Uh, amen. Even the bad stuff. But remarkably, when one begins to do that with intent, with a diligent intent, I'm determined to find my faults. Maybe I need to write that number. We can't get it on the screen. I don't have time. I'm determined to find my faults. That's the best place to start working. Where's the finger usually go? Never this way, right? <coughs> does as well. Does as well. Does as well. Examine ourselves. And do that with a determination, with with an absolute fervent effort that you are, are not going to accept anything as a result except the total success of God. And start applying yourself in that. For if you do these things, you shall never, never fall. fall. Amen. Why? My Bible says we'll never fall. Never fall. You, you catch that daily commitment, that daily routine, checking self out, being diligent in that aspect, adding more. See the process? Adding more every day. Anybody here got enough virtue? 
Uh-huh. Anybody here got enough knowledge? No. Anybody got enough patience, enough this, enough? See, constant we can add to. And Peter's writing. Who does he say does the adding? Amen. It's us, right? Us. The more we grow, the more we go. God's word is full of requirements. It really is. I know there's some that would tell you, hey, just say the word and you're good to go, man. It'll glide from there. I hadn't found that glide path yet. It's it's tough. Sometimes the flight gets rocky, doesn't it? Bumpy. But when you're determined, I talked to a pilot a while back, or not him, but actually talked to his son. He's telling about his dad, he's a pilot for the state of Utah. And he's flying this group of people and all of a sudden something starts going on Well, he looks out his window and his area on is broke. And it's hanging down. And he says, there ain't very many successes over that deal. Because you don't have any control of the plane. First of all, he's a Christian. Right? I think that went a long ways. But then, he said, I was determined to get that thing down because I knew I had lives on board. And he said, ultimately and finally, he got her down. But you know how he got it down? By the knowledge he had attained years before and the expert repetition that he had performed over the years come back to him. No one was scratched. No one was hurt. Not even the plane. Hmm. Now that's an example for reinforcement this morning. Just one. There's many. There's many. We determine this morning. As we close. Are you diligent? A haphazard relationship with God is not a diligent relationship. Kind of, sort of, is not a diligent relationship. The requirement and the accompanying factors with diligence is work. Work. W-O-R-K. I know you don't see much of it in our society anymore, but that's what it means. Now compare that spiritually. Not salvation by works, but advancement by works. Working diligently, pursuing the very things Peter talked about here will take you far, it will take you great distances. But those again that are blind and short-sighted can never see anything spiritual at all. Will you stand? <coughs> realize that we wouldn't be here today and have what we have. We wouldn't even have this if it wasn't for some diligent folks. Some determined individuals. 
people who were sold out. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what condition you're in. But I believe I can safely say, speaking of our world and our society today, that many and many of our problems that we see are through pure lack of diligence by people who are supposed to do better. That's what they're doing. Maybe you can be diligent this morning in making a decision. I'm going to trust what that preacher said this morning. And I'm going to make a determination to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I never know, like I said, any conditions. And I'm talking people that goes to church for years compared to those that just come in the door today. I never know your spiritual condition, and I don't meddle and I don't cry. All I do is give what God's given me to give. The rest is up to you. You're here this morning. You want to be diligent. You want to make a determined decision. Except the Lord, I guarantee what I will do. I'll be right here to pray with you. And I'll rejoice. And I'll be glad. And I'll be excited. Amen. Amen. Is there anybody? Hallelujah. Thank I just do it plain. Hey, is there anybody? <laughs> you know, the Bible says a righteous or bold as a lion. Just boldly. We, we have the, the authority and the opportunity to come boldly to the Lord. I mean, just right out of the blue, just come to the Lord. Amen. We're not going to linger long. <clears throat> You're here this morning and you, you need to make that decision, and I'll definitely be here to lead you right in. Oh yeah, one more verse. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. What an entrance. Anyone? I've listened to Brother John this morning on diligence and uh, what I say, press on. And uh, there's a guy in the jail that's on my heart. He started crying at the end of the service this morning and he said that he lost all hope. He lost his family. He's in jail and I don't know what he's facing. I don't ask, but uh, I told him I'd pray for him. And as I listened to John preached this morning I, I see what that guy's lacking in his life and me too I, I don't press on like I should but I'm asking the church I don't know his name but I'm going to stand in and have John pray for this young man and uh, I'm asking all of y'all to pray for him too that, that hopelessness will uh, turn to hope and we all know where that hope comes from it comes from Jesus and nowhere else in our world but uh, he's on my heart. 
and I just ask you to pray for him. All those guys in jail, this one particular, he's, he looks at life hopelessly. God, let's just all pray this morning. Yes, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord we come this morning. Now those lives in desperation. Any way we look, any way we glance, God, there's just souls that just need the peace and the joy and the relationship with you, Lord. And let that hope, God, be established in their lives. And I just pray for this one, Lord, Brother Stunts, on his heart this morning. And people everywhere, God, there's people that just are miserable, Lord, and they don't know why. But, God, I just pray that, that that hope, God, that they would see the hope in Jesus as the only hope, God, they'd respond. And God, Father, that they determine in their hearts, make a decision in their lives, Lord. God, Father, to just let you come in and, and take charge of their lives and surrender to you, Lord. And know that when they do, God, Father, you're a faithful God to do so and to bless, Lord, and to deliver and to minister to them, Lord, and to stand them up, Lord God, in spiritual sense and, and just establish their goings, Lord, that they can live in joy and peace. And I just pray, God... For comfort to this one, Lord, and just surround him, Lord, I pray, as many others that are in desperation and need you this morning. And God, we give you praise in Jesus' name for what you've done for this message this morning and these people this morning and in this church, Lord. And God, we just give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to dismiss you right there. and. Uh, Appreciate all of you. You're very attentive. Your ears are bent. And, uh, just take what you got, go with it, roll it around, <coughs> meditate on it, and uh, consider building upon what you've already been given. Just build on it. Add, add, add. God bless you this morning. We're going to dismiss in prayer. Brother Sam, would you do that? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come to worship you this morning. We're worried about your love and your grace. Lord, help us to all press forward towards you this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless. Let's see if it's still recorded. Yay.